Well, <laughs> good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of E.W. Jackson for America. Great to be with you again today. Uh, thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for everything that you all do to make it possible for me to do what I'm doing right now. Uh, I, I want you all to pray for me, pray for our country first and foremost, uh, because I've gotten some news recently and I can't get into the details because it wouldn't be appropriate for me to do so. Uh, but some news recently, um, and I'll simply generalize it this way. It was shocking. The news I got was shocking about the degree to which corporate America is now punishing people for any association with Bible-believing Christianity. I mean, that's just where we are. And... When I, when I heard what I heard, I thought, what? For mere association with Bible-believing Christianity, which believes in the family, it's a union between one man and one woman, which believes that life is sacred, and you can't kill an unborn baby, uh, which believes that God is the ultimate moral arbiter, and that what he says is right is right, what he says is wrong is wrong. So... You can think shacking up is great all you want, but it's a sin in the sight of God because sex was for marriage. The Bible says the marital bed is undefiled, but anything outside of marriage is fornication. In the case of homosexuality, it's fornication, it's unnatural, and it's abomination in the sight of God. Now, that's just what the Bible teaches. That's not Bishop Jackson's opinion. It's what the Bible teaches. Now, people can choose to reject that or accept that, but what we're learning is... There is a vehement and vicious effort to punish Christians in the corporate world who dare to even let it be known that they are associated with the church or associated with the ministry that believes what the Bible teaches. It, I, look, and, and I know it's bad. I, I've known it's bad. I mean, I talked to you all about it. But what is shocking is, and we're going to get back into what I've been discussing, we are looking at people who have engaged in wholesale rejection of American culture. They're trying to create a different culture. It's not American culture they want, it's something else. It's Marxist, it's socialist, it's atheist, it's secularist, it's not American. Because American culture is by definition Judeo-Christian. And like I said, I can't get into the details on it. It wouldn't be appropriate for me to do that. But, but suffice to say, to me, it was a warning shot to me of how serious the situation has gotten. Because when you start threatening people's livelihoods because you don't like what they believe, that is a bridge too far. That is a bridge too far. The only question should be whether people are capable, whether they do their jobs. But we have got operating in our country, and it is not inappropriate to describe it this way because this is what it is. It is a, it is a homosexual, transgender activist mafia. I call it the SPCG movement, the Sexual Perversion Child Grooming Movement. But it is a homosexual, transgender activist mafia that will punish anybody they identify 
as opposing their agenda, not just for themselves, because they can do what they want to do in their private lives, but opposing their agenda for the country, opposing their agenda for our children, you become public enemy number one. And they are out to do three things to you, particularly if you're a public figure. But in general, number one, destroy your ability to make a living. They want to rob you of a job. If you're a business owner, they want to destroy that business. And they want to destroy your reputation. They want to so smear you that you are no longer marketable. So in other words, they're going after your very ability to survive in this life. And that, that's, that's extremely dangerous. I mean, it's extremely dangerous because when you start depriving people of the ability to take care of their families, the ability to earn a living, you are putting people in a very desperate situation. And here again, that, that's, that's extremely volatile. And once again, we don't hate people. And I'm not interested in destroying people, depriving people of a right to earn a living or depriving people of a right to, 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 to be housed and to be clothed and to do the things that they need to do for themselves and their families. I'm opposed to the effort to fundamentally transform American culture and society into a godless, secularist, atheist, Marxist, uh, class warfare, tribalist society. That's what I'm opposed to. And I'm opposed to anybody who's trying to do that. And right now, unfortunately, the Democrat Party and their allies are trying to do that. And their main allies are the homosexual, transgender activist movement and the, uh, the, the abortion industry. Those are their main two allies. But now they've got the whole corporate world in their pocket. I mean, this whole ESG thing. That's, they've got the whole corporate world because they've all been indoctrinated in these schools. Did you all see... Um, this university in New York that is now going to make, uh, I think it's CRT, um, a required course. Yeah, SUNY. They're going to make it a required course. It's a course on, quote, diversity, equity, inclusion, and social justice will be required for graduation. In other words, our schools now are becoming indoctrination camps. And you can't graduate unless you prove yourself to be sufficiently indoctrinated. See, the communists call this, you got to struggle with yourself. You got to come fully into a communist understanding of life. And with these people, you got to come fully into their, their really, it's, it's a Marxist understanding of life because they focus on class warfare and class distinctions and identity, that's, here you go, um, this required course at, at SUNY University will, quote, describe the historical and contemporary societal fake factors that shape the development of individual and group identity, see, group identity involving race, class, and gender. See, that's the way they think. They don't think of individuals. They think of groups. Say so they say individual group identity, but individual identity is irrelevant. They don't, they don't, that, that's not what they believe in. 
Because if you don't subscribe to their ideology, they want to crush you. They don't want to debate you. They want to crush you. They want to crush you. They want to deplatform you. They want to exclude you. And they want to destroy, as I said, destroy your ability to earn a living by taking away your job, destroying your business, and destroying your reputation. I mean, if you're willing to do all of that to a person, as far as I'm concerned, you're willing to kill them physically. Because that level of hatred, of, of the desire to see your enemy incapable of living is really the equivalent of, of murder. That, that's murder in the heart. And Jesus said that. He said that. I mean, he said, you, 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 without just cause, you call your, your brother Raka, you fool. I mean, that's the equivalent. You want, basically, you want to destroy that person. So, our quest is to redeem American culture. You cannot secure America's future. Really, I should say, our quest is to secure America's future, and you cannot secure America's future without redeeming America's culture. So we got into yesterday, and there's a whole lot of stuff we could talk about today. And I, but but I want to I stay on this track because it is so very, very important um, to, uh, let, me, let me find my thing here. Here we go. It is very, very important to understand what is going on, you see. I mean, it, there's all kinds of theories about it. But remember, the bottom line is always power. And you say, well, no, I think the bottom line is money. Power gets you money, folks. Power gets you money. Money doesn't necessarily buy power. Well, how do you know that? Remember what happened to the czars of Russia? Remember what happened to the wealthy supporters of the French Revolution? They were ultimately executed. Louis XIV and Marie Antoinette executed. And they had a lot of money. They simply took it from them and killed them. But power, you see, gets you money because power allows you to take whatever other people have, including their lives. And the bottom line for the Democrat Party and the left in this country is power. Oh, Lord, help me to get Americans to see this and to get the black community particularly to see this because they're being used and manipulated. I mean, I looked at, I didn't watch the funeral of uh, Tyree Nichols, no disrespect to him or his family, but I just couldn't watch Al Sharpton standing up there with his buffoonery. With, I mean, he, he just represents all the worst. He, he, uh, he just, to me, like I said, he just denigrates the whole thing. But to get the black community to understand that you're being used in a power game and the only worth you have to the Democrat Party and the left is keeping them in power. They could not care less about you. 
I mean, well, how do you know? Are they, are, are they helping your children get a better education? No, they're opposed to school choice. Is, is, the, is the economic condition of the inner city any better? No, it's, it's, it's getting worse because we've now got rampant crime. Are they doing anything about rampant crime, about the deaths of these young children I've talked about, 315 murdered across the country since 2020, 10,000 black people being murdered a year in the inner cities of our country. That's almost three times as many as were killed in the entire Iraq war, which lasted 13 years. Are they doing anything about it? No, because they don't care about any of that. They care about manipulating people in order to stay in power and expand their power base. I mean, the Biden family hasn't manufactured anything, invented anything, created anything, grown anything, innovated anything. And they, how did they go, how did they get rich? Power. They turned their power into money. And that's what this game is all about, folks. You've got to transform the culture in order to people, for people to go along with the power grab that you have in mind. And you can use race, you can use climate change, you can use gender ideology and politics, you can use any of these things. But the whole point is to continue to amass power to oneself or one's party or one's organization so that you can control others and you can determine their destiny. That's what this is all about. That's why black children aren't getting any education in this country, because the Democrat Party doesn't care about that. As long as black folks turn out to vote for them, that's what they care about. You can be as ignorant as a, a rock. They could care less. Because after all, they'll take care of you anyway, right? Yeah, we, we've got you back. Don't worry about that. All your children can be ignoramuses. That's fine. That's not a problem. We will, and if they commit crimes, we will make sure they don't even go to jail. How's that? Just keep voting for us when the time comes. That's what's important. That's what this transformation is all about, folks. It's all about power. And I said yesterday, Here's the number one cultural norm of the United States of America. There is a God and we are all morally accountable to him. That is the number one cultural value of our country. Now I mentioned, uh, I think I got around to talking about Greg Stubbe who said on the floor of the house when they were debating the Equality Act he, he said, the gender confusion that exists in our culture is a clear rejection of God's good design. Whenever a nation's laws no longer reflect the standards of God, that nation is in rebellion against him and will inevitably bear the consequences. And Jerry Nadler, who was then chairman of the Judiciary Committee, pushed back and said, Mr. Stubbe, what any religious tradition describes as God's will is of no concern to this Congress. See, that's a, that's, that is a statement in complete contradiction to the cultural norms of our nation. Because the cultural norm of our nation has been there is a God and we are all morally accountable to him. And Nadler said, no, we're not. We don't care about it. We're not interested in that. We're not, we're not following that. 
that's a revolutionary statement compared to we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Well, are you saying that since that is part of a religious worldview, that that's of no concern to the Congress? You know what Jerry Nadler would say if, he's, if we were being honest? Exactly. That is of no concern to this Congress. Yeah, but that's in the Declaration of Independence. Don't care. It's of no concern. It's of no concern to the Democrat Party. It's of no concern to the left. Because they want to be their own gods, and they want to create their own morality, and they want the world to be shaped in their own image. Now, let me just underscore this, because I, I, I'm... I, I, Part of me thought, well, you know, I've spent so much time on that first point, and I've got 10 of them. I won't spend as much time on most of the others, but this one is worthy of spending time on because it is the foundational cultural norm of America. I don't know whether you all caught this, but... Um, this woman, Stormy Daniels, that's the woman, I think, who made accusations against Donald Trump. She is now hosting a quote unquote, their words, not mine, gay dating show. I would call this a, a kind of a perversion circus. But they're celebrating this in New York, and I guess it's going to appear on... Um, out TV, never heard of it until I read this article. And Daddy TV, never heard of that either. But these are apparently the networks this, this, this abomination is going to appear on. And they said that the, the show is going to be called For the Love of Dilfs, D-I-L-F-S. I don't know what that means either, but I have a feeling that it's something extremely vulgar. So I'm not even going to try to explore that. You can probably figure it out. And then they say the show features two groups of homosexual men, they say gay, homosexual men known as himbos and daddies who compete for each other's love and try to win $10,000. I never, I don't know what those terms are. Himbo, I don't know what a himbo is. I don't know what these daddies are supposed to, and, and folks, I'm glad I don't know. I don't even want to know. I mean, this stuff is just depraved, it's sick. But this is being now being celebrated, okay? All over the country, they want to celebrate homosexuality. You can't turn on the television and watch a show without them trying to depict some sort of homosexual deal. And I have to tell you, every time they try to have two men kissing, I turn, my, I turn away. I see it because it's just disgusting to me. See, and we need politicians who are going to say that. Because if we don't, we're going to keep losing ground. I think most of the American people say, live and let live. That's the way you want to live. Great. You know, I, I don't agree with it. I have a godly perspective. But I don't get to run your life. You do. I don't hate you. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to beat you up. I don't want you killed. I don't want, I don't want anything bad to happen to you. But... Don't come shoving it in my face and shoving it in the face of my children and telling us all that we've got to think the way you think and agree with you. I think that's where most Americans are. And when, if you push most Americans and their, and their jobs and their livelihoods 
weren't so threatened by this stuff, most of them would say, I find that disgusting, but it's not, it's not, but ultimately it's none of my business. As long as it doesn't come in, doesn't have to come into my household, doesn't have to be presented to me. What is it to me? I think that's where most Americans are. I think most Americans would say, are you going to beat up somebody because they're homosexual? Uh-uh, no, 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 you can't do that. You're going to harass people because, no, you can't do that. I'm against that. I'd fight against that. Literally, I'd put myself on the line to fight against that. But you want to tell me that you've got a right to go tell my children about their sexuality because they might be homosexual and they might be transgender. Now, I'm prepared to fight about that. And I'll fight you if necessary. Leave me alone. I think, that, I think most Americans are saying, just, I'll leave you alone. Leave me alone. But oh no, that's not what they want. They want to push it and push it and push it and push it. And look, this homosexual, this transgender activist mafia has got a lot of power. See, I'm absolutely convinced that that's why I'm not getting a lot of hits on Fox. I used to be on Fox a couple times a week. No more. I think because they now know and they've got people in Fox who know that I am categorically, unequivocally, unapologetically, and uncompromisingly opposed to transforming our culture to make homosexuality normal. It is not normal. It is not normal. It is not natural. And I'm never going to agree with that. I will defend the right of people to live in their private lives however they want to live. And I mean that. I would defend their right to do that. Nobody has any right to tell people how they live. They're going to ultimately answer to God. When you come telling me how I've got to live or how or what my children have got to be taught or what my my business has got to do or that I'm going to lose my job because I am a member of a church that believes that marriage is a union between one man and one woman. I mean, now you, it's on because you've declared war on my life. And I think most Americans agree with me. But I tell you what, a lot of Americans wouldn't say it because they know what's at stake if they were to say it. But most Americans hearing what I just said would nod and say, yeah, I feel the same way. But man, I can't afford to lose my job. My business would be destroyed if I said that. But they quietly listen and say, but I agree with it. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. I'm not trying to push my way of life on you. Stop trying to push your way of life on me. So look. I don't know whether you all caught this either. But this female swimmer. um, uh, What is this young lady's name? Riley Gaines. Riley Gaines came to tears. Um, she was at, at, up on the Capitol Hill talking about National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Came to tears talking about men coming into the locker room because they declared themselves to be women. And here's, listen to this. Quote, Not only were we being forced to compete against biological men, 
change in a locker room with biological men. She said, but keep in mind, with fully intact male genitalia, it was at this point that I realized we as female athletes were being sidelined to men and reduced to a photo op, which of course makes a mockery of everything I've dedicated my life to. And she talks about a situation where she's got to be in a locker room with some guy fully displaying himself. And she said, quote, no one within the NCAA is willing to acknowledge us, our feelings, our safety, our privacy. She says, I get emotional talking about the locker room scene because it was just so wild that you can turn around and see a six foot four biological male pull his pants down watching you undress and no one is willing to stick up for you. She says, I've, I've tried not to get emotional. She said, but I'll be able to have little daughters and I don't ever want them to have to be in a situation that I've been faced with. Now, see, here again, I think normal Americans all across this country listen to that and go, well, of course she's right. But oh, the elites. Oh, no, she's a bigot. She's a hater. That's not a guy, that's a woman. Oh, well, he just happens to have male genitalia, but ignore that. And notice what she said, and he's looking at me because we found out that these transgender men are still, in many cases, attracted to women because when they move so-called transgender men into the female prison, they found that these guys were raping the women. And here in Virginia, in two Loudoun County schools, a guy who claimed, 15-year-old kid, who claimed he was transgender, raped two girls in two different bathrooms. So these guys claiming to be girls are fully equipped to rape a girl and apparently have both the degenerate mindset as well as the sexual drive to do that. This is an attempt to completely destroy the principle that is fundamental to American culture. There is a God, and we are all morally accountable to him. See, the reason why Kamala Harris and Barack Obama and Joe Biden and all these Democrat elites and these leftists do not want to quote the Declaration of Independence for what it says is they don't like the God part. And now we're finding out they don't like the life part either. But they don't like that we are endowed by our creator. So they just like to say we are endowed. By whom? Oh, we're not, we're not going to talk about that. And now it's not life liberty and the pursuit of, ha pursuit of happiness. It's just, it's, just, it's just liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Because that liberty, from their point of view, means the right to kill an unborn child. But you see, when you kill that unborn child, let me say this, folks, as I prepare to go, they can pass all the laws they want, they can get all the Supreme Court and, and appeals court decisions they want. They can pass all the state laws they want. 
but one day they're going to stand before God and the innocent blood of every child they've murdered will be answered for. They're not going to get away with it. They might think they are, but they're not going to get away with it. And it doesn't matter whether they believe in God or not, God is real. And every single one of us is going to give an account for the deeds done in the body. And if you have not repented, and don't get me wrong, if you're a mother listening to me right now, a woman listening to me right now, and you've had an abortion, you can repent. God will forgive you and cleanse you, and you will be reunited with that baby in eternal glory. I know that. The Bible says, God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for God is not the God of the dead, but the living, for all live unto him. Those unborn babies are before the throne of God right now as we speak. And one day they will be reunited with their parents who repent and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and accept his shed blood for their sins. But for people who won't do that, who harden their hearts against God and harden their hearts against the innocent unborn babies and just, just, just revel in killing them, revel in watching them be born alive after a botched abortion and letting them die and revel in that and worship at that altar. There is going to be a price of eternal damnation to pay and they will never ever be able to get away from the fact that they have murdered the innocent. They will live with that for all of eternity without any ability to ever escape from it. There is a God and we are all morally accountable to him. Now, some people may say, well, you know, you're, you're preaching like you're perfect. No, 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 I'm preaching like I'm saved. I'm preaching like I've surrendered my imperfection to the one who is perfect. Not by works of righteousness that I have done, but by grace am I saved through faith, that not of myself. It is the gift of God, so I cannot boast. And it's available to everybody. It's available to whosoever will. That's why I say I don't hate the abortionists. I hate abortions and I hate the act of killing these unborn babies, but I don't hate them because they can be redeemed. And many are. But for those who get on their high horse and harden their hearts and think they know best, like Barack Obama, remember he famously said, well, if my daughter gets pregnant, I don't want her punished with a baby. Punished. That's how you view a baby? As punishment? Lord have mercy on us that these so-called intelligentsia, these elites, can have such degenerate thinking. Well, look, that's going to do it for today. I've got to go. My book is available, Sweet Land of Liberty, Sweet Land of Liberty Reflections of a Patriot Descended from Slaves. It's available at FaithfulText.com for a 15% discount. 
off the retail price, which is $29. Uh, you can order it, um, just to order the book outright through us. It's $29 plus $4.35 for shipping and handling. Uh, but if you sign up, go to standamerica.us. If you sign up for as a Patriot partner, I will send you a free signed and numbered copy of my book. And uh, if you sign up for, as a Patriot partner, to give a minimum of $25 a month. We are trying to get to 500 Patriot partners this year. Help us. Help us to get there. Okay? God bless you. Listen. Oh, by, and by the way, don't forget, I will be in uh, Maryland Heights, Missouri, right outside of St. Louis, this coming Saturday. I believe that's on my website. If it's not, tune in to, well, you know what, let me not do that. I'm going to tell you right now, because some of you might not be able to tune in tomorrow, but you might be interested today. So let me tell you exactly where I'm going to be. I'm going to be at Grace Church at 2695 Creve Corps Mill Road in Maryland Heights, Missouri. And I'll be speaking there at uh, 9 a.m. for men's breakfast. That's Saturday, 9 a.m. for men's breakfast. Uh, at 6 p.m. for an evening service. And I'll be there at 10 a.m. for the Sunday morning service. God bless you all. Stand up, step up, speak up, refuse to back up, because we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side.